AMU. American Military University is proud to present the following podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to uh, today's podcast. We are welcoming our guest all the way from Interpol in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Our guest today is Mikhail Irazar. How did I do on the name? Was I close? That was great, Hirat. Thank you very much for having me here. It's a, it's definitely a pleasure to to be here. Welcome, welcome. We're glad you're here. So, to tell you a little bit about our guest, Mikhail is a global security practitioner who. Um, works with uh, Interpol's Analysis and Operations Directorate since 2018 in Buenos Aires, Argentina. His experience with uh, coordinating operations, emergency incidents, evacuations, um, different forms of management, logistics, as well as uh, being associated with a British uh, private security firm. Currently, he's uh, based in South America in enriching his knowledge in socio-political dynamics of the South American region. As we begin, what we're going to be discussing today is Interpol. And Interpol is is not a, a well-known facet of, of law enforcement. That's the purpose of, uh, of today's podcast. And, and to kind of give our, our audience a little bit of a background of what Interpol is before, um, before we ask our, our guests some questions. So Interpol, its full name is International Criminal Police Organization. And it's an intergovernmental organization that includes 194 member countries. Interpol helps to improve public safety through law enforcement in these 194 countries, which work together to share intelligence and information to combat a wide range, a wide range of, uh, of crimes. In each country that Interpol is a part of, there is a, an Interpol National Central Bureau that acts as the central point of contact for the General Secretariat of Interpol and also between the different Interpol offices around the world. Basically, what that means is um, they act as, as intelligence and coordination fusion centers to share intelligence, to share criminal investigation information among different countries that have a border nexus to, uh, to transnational crime. So with that said, the main headquarters is in uh, Lyon, France. Interpol is responsible for policing initiatives in counterterrorism, cyber crime, and organized and emerging crime. Interpol participates in fugitive investigative support, police data management, forensic support, criminal analysis, special projects, and also operates uh, different command and coordination centers. Does that uh, does that sound about right, uh, Miguel? Pretty much so, yeah. I mean, that's who we are. That's what we do. Let me ask you, so can you provide us a brief overview of your background at Interpol in Argentina? Absolutely, Harold. Right, so I uh, first started working for the organization in Lyon headquarters. Just arrived there, or you call it junior, say, a operations specialist. Started there for a, a few months, uh, just uh, learning the ropes of this trade uh, at the Command and Coordination Center, which is the, the unit where I'm working at the moment, and since I ever started working for Interpol. So after those first training months, uh, I got the opportunity to be applied to Argentina, to Buenos Aires, where I, I still work with the Command and Coordination Center. Uh, we have a DT station in here. So the, the Command and Coordination Center is, uh, in a nutshell, the on-duty room uh, at the Interpol. We work 24-7. It's, uh, it's the first 
point of contact for any country requiring urgent assistance from the General Secretariat or from any other country, basically. So as I said, we work 24-7. We have three duty stations. Uh, we are in Lyon. As I said before, we are in Buenos Aires, uh, where I work, and we are also in Singapore. So you, you can imagine it's a shift work. We, we do eight to 10 hours sometimes, and then we hand the shift over to the next duty station. So when I say we are the, the on duty unit at Interpol, it's, it's basically because we, we are always on, up and running, 24 hours. Uh, when uh, lights go off at the headquarters in Lyon, it's uh, us uh, still working. Uh, we, we are able to, to channel any particularly urgent inquiry from any member country to any privileged or specialized type of contact uh, working at our organization that may be able to assist with the task handed to us uh, at that particular moment. Apart from that, we coordinate communications uh, between uh, national bureaus. Uh, we, we run checks against our databases. Uh, you, you probably have heard of the, the notices that's uh, pretty relevant nowadays, the, the red notice in, in particular, we, we publish them in coordination with uh, the Interpol legal department uh, and many other things. That's really interesting. Could you further explain how Interpol serves the international and um, national law enforcement community? I was thinking about these uh, in past few days. We, we do several things, but... Most of all, I, I believe we are a, a, a lighthouse. We we are a forum uh, and also a, a tool able for all the 194 member countries. We are we're mainly a platform for international cooperation. Most of all, we we provide a framework where countries that otherwise may have no diplomatic ties or, or any other ties for that matter can find some common ground to communicate. So if somebody had, let's say the United States was looking for a fugitive and they were hiding in Argentina, they would contact your office for support. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, that's uh, definitely one way to perform communications. Uh, it is true that being a tool for the police community, we encourage Interpol national bureaus to go directly to a, any other national bureau. So they could get to us, uh, to the command and coordination center, but they could also run their errands directly with the national central bureau at hand they need to contact to find this fugitive. Let's say that it's more difficult than that. Uh, maybe uh, we are talking about a National Central Bureau that because of the circumstances uh, don't have uh, language capabilities to contact uh, another National Central Bureau in Central Asia. This uh, is a, a very urgent matter. Uh, the, the fugitive is, is about to jump on, on a plane to, to a different country. They will 
contact us uh, for support and we will use our privileged network of contacts and or direct channels within the general secretariat plus uh, our language capabilities to bring support to this particular matter, uh, facilitating police cooperation. So I understand that in each of the 194 member countries that there's an Interpol National Central Bureau. How does the National Central Bureau work with the National Police Force? So every National Central Bureau is basically a point of entry for any authority, police body within that concrete country. So let's say that you have somebody in, in California running a case. This case involves uh, certain connections in any other foreign countries. They would contact the National Central Bureau in order to link with Interpol General Secretariat. So that's the route any police officer anywhere should be following in case they believe they could take advantage of Interpol capabilities and resources. They will go to their National Central Bureau contact and within the National Central Bureau, the guys there will, will run that case so anybody from the Interpol network is aware of it and starts providing support and assistance towards those cases we are talking about, right? So is there frequent communication between the various Interpol offices in different countries? Oh, definitely, Harrod. Uh, so uh, as I said, uh, from the General Secretariat, we, we encourage uh, direct communication between National Central Bureaus. So here at the Command and Coordination Center, we anytime, every second, we see communications from National Central Bureaus addressing other National Central Bureaus. Uh, it's perhaps that we are just on copy as a witness of what's going on there or there's a certain matter that we need or, or a special acting upon the, the case that we are talking about. But it's, very, it's really very common to, to see a national central bureaus from all member countries addressing other national central bureaus. And most of the time, that's the quickest and the most efficient way to run a case. Excellent information. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. Our guest today is Mikel Irizar from Buenos Aires, Argentina, Interpol, and we will be right back. Working in homeland security requires versatile experts to handle domestic and international security issues. A homeland security degree at American Military University offers you the chance to improve your expertise and develop practical knowledge for combating terrorism and security threats to our nation. Learn from experienced leaders in homeland security. Apply today at amuonline.com. Welcome back, everybody. Again, our guest is Mikhail Arizar from Buenos Aires, Argentina, Interpol. And again, I want to welcome our guest and, and thank him for his time here today. So our next question is, in general terms, how does Interpol use criminal analysis to solve crime? Sure. So uh, linking with what we were conversing before, we, we offer a macro layer for those police officers 
investigating international cases. Interpol is, uh, is the international crime police organization, and we offer analysis capabilities that transcend national borders. That's the main vantage point. Also, we will say that we deal here at Interpol with databases and other capabilities for information that go all over the world. Our databases are, in fact, fed by those 194 countries. So from Interpol, we put to the police officer that information in their hands, enabling them to see things differently, to join the dots and, and make the links. Uh, Interpol stores literally millions of records from law enforcement entities worldwide in our various criminal databases. Okay, so you conduct criminal analysis, and through that criminal analysis, both through human, which is human intelligence and other sources of intelligence, on an international scale, you produce a, an intelligence product that you're able to provide law enforcement to be able to, to act on. So in other words, you provide actionable intelligence based on analysis. Is that correct? Operational and at the strategic level as well. Uh, it was very recently that our guys put a report together on new crime trends uh, right uh, in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, for example. And just very recently, we released a report on how COVID-19 is impacting child sexual abuse. So we produce those uh, in a regular basis, but we, we also have more, more operational stuff that we deliver in a case-by-case -case basis. So what are some of the most common crimes that Interpol is used for? Basically, everything, Harrod, we have various departments. Uh, we do counterterrorism, maritime security, piracy, human smuggling, human trafficking, drug trafficking, organized crime, more broadly. Uh, we do cybercrime. We have a, an innovation hub in Singapore working towards finding new ways in which the international police community can work for a better future. Always, and this is important to highlight, we follow our global human rights framework as per our organization's constitution, Article 2. We, as an organization, need to ensure and promote the widest possible mutual assistance between all criminal police authorities within the limits of the laws existing in the different countries and in the spirit of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Uh, so this is very important. And also linking to this, it is true that uh, our organization wouldn't touch anything that goes around the intervention or activities of a political, military, religious, or racial character. You'd mentioned human trafficking. 
Is human trafficking a, a major issue in Argentina? I think it's, a, it's one of the main criminal issues all over the world. Here in Argentina, we have a, an ad hoc task force dealing with uh, human smuggling and human trafficking networks in Central America. It's a, a project being sponsored by Canadian government that is trying to understand better how uh, human trafficking networks operate in, in Central America and Southern America. And also, they bring new variables for analysis on this respect, uh, particularly gender variables how these networks treat women, what's the, the role of, of the victim, the, the role of the survivor, so to say, and how this interacts with the way police deal with the human trafficking cases in, in Central and South America. That's great. And human trafficking is definitely an area that um, that I've been actively involved with, and uh, going to do uh, going into conducting in-country research in both Central and South America. And so it's definitely something that uh, that I agree is is a problem worldwide. You know, it's a it's a hundred and fifty billion dollar illicit industry worldwide, and uh, it's interesting and it's great to hear that you know that Interpol in Argentina is being proactive and and working with your your partners to address this this prolific issue. What can you share with us about Interpol that's unique to Buenos Aires? So we have a, a regional bureau based in here that serves all the South American region. That's what's central to Interpol here, apart from the National Central Bureau, obviously. It's, it's that regional bureau in charge of coordinating and giving almost personal assistance to those countries belonging to the South American region. We have specialized officers here, obviously taking care of the human trafficking as we've been speaking about in cybercrime. Uh, we have also specialists on counterterrorism, etc. And we all try to give a regional perspective and uh, a regional ethos to all Interpol does here, always putting effort to understand how Interpol can assist better each country in here with their particular needs and dynamics and their own particular problems. Interpol plays such a, an important and critical role in transnational criminal investigations and in providing law enforcement, whether it's on the national or, or local level, resources, uh, intelligence data on crime trends, on fugitives, on investigation, investigatory information to enable them to do their jobs better. So I've been I've been studying up on Interpol and uh, learning more about it over the last couple of years, and it's such a, a, a pleasure and a great opportunity to, to speak to somebody like yourself who's an expert in Interpol, and especially in South America, and has that perspective of being in South America and working with Interpol and with your background. So I, I'm truly, truly grateful for the uh, the time that you spent speaking with us. Are there any remaining thoughts that you'd like to share with us? Harold, what can I say? I, I just would like to emphasize we're on the same boat and 
now more than ever, criminal activities go beyond national borders. So we, as members of this international police community, even broader, this international security community, need to keep endeavoring to keep the world safe. And I think that what we are doing, and we are doing every day, and I'm, again, very happy we, uh, as in here, are able to continue strengthening those efforts and building those bridges between countries. Absolutely, absolutely. To build on that, I'm also excited and grateful for American Military University, which really is taking uh, the lead in, in helping develop partnerships with you and your organization all the way in a different continent in, in South America. And I think it really speaks to this opportunity for us to have this podcast and to, to share this information with our audience. In terms of American Military Universities, we're expanding our network to somebody such as yourself, an expert and professional, all the way to Interpol and uh, in Argentina, which is really exciting. So I want to thank you for being our guest today and for, for sharing this information. And uh, we truly appreciate uh, your time. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me here. Well, thank you for joining us today on this uh, informative podcast. Thank you to our guest, Mikhail Irizar from Interpol, Argentina. For more information about our university, visit us at amuonline.com. Thank you for listening. AMU, American Military University.